Uh, Want to hear some cool testimonies? They're always fun. Um, oh, you know what? I'll just do, uh, again, thank you all for that you give to, whether it's Freedom or Inspire 100, etc. cetera. Um, like I said, we do things all the time that, that you probably don't even know or hear, etc. And, and uh, so this is just one for a family um, that we just take care of their dental work. And this is the stuff we do. And so here's the message. It says, thank you so much for being there. When Inspire first started, I was there. I thought this was wonderful, a great way for people to give in a great way, in a big way, <clears throat> without the big part having to come from just one person. Combining forces is always better. I just never thought I'd be the one on the receiving end as well. And, and they're grateful for that. I believe Inspire 100 is filling a gap that we, the church, should be feeling. And I see the dentist tomorrow. You're a blessing to so many people. Thanks again. So we took care of the dental work. Isn't that fun? That's fun to me. That's good stuff. So... Um, and a lot of you guys, I'm getting a, a ton of requests. This is kind of how it works. Is, is, uh, it's really how the body's supposed to work, in my opinion. That, um, you know, if you look at 2 Corinthians 9 and, and uh, you know, all of Paul's teachings about giving, etc., he's talking about collectively bringing it together. And so, Inspire, this is what, kind of what we've had to do. Is so, um, you can nominate somebody if you're actively giving. Not that we can't do it otherwise, but there's so many requests, guys, that, that I would just encourage you, because uh, I, I get a lot of this. You think that's fair? Are you guys okay with that? Because I, I think, like, you know what? Be part of somebody that you give to, in my opinion. Uh, I, don't, I don't care whether it's us or somebody else, because that's, that should be where, the, where things are taken care of with people. And so, because um, I get a lot of things like trying to nominate themselves. <laughs> And I usually, I refer back and I usually do something like this. I go, oh, I'm sure the, the place where you actively give has a source for this. And I don't hear for anything because I know that's not what they're doing. So, and you can, you can, because I, I see a lot of this in, in there because really the ultimate idea of Inspire 100, as we talked about, is to take care of local, you know, families, local widows, um, families in need, et cetera, mainly for single moms is what it was really designed for, but we do all kinds of stuff. And, um, it was really for that, to impact you locally, but more importantly, to get them part of a body to realize that, hey, you do have a daddy, and he has an inheritance where you can receive all this for free. So it's not just to take care of the need, in my opinion, it's to teach them who their dad is and that they have an inheritance so then they're not a widow and orphan. Does that help you guys? That's really the ultimate goal. And so, because I see a lot of the times where people go, you know what, I'm not in a position to give. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's, what, that's a thought process, that's a mindset is if, you don't, if you're not in a position to give, change it today. Just go, you know what, from this day forward, I'm in a position to give because I have a dad that freely gives me all things and I desire to give X and do it. And watch what happens. You guys okay with that? Yeah. So anyway, I'm just trying to, to help people out, et cetera, because um, that is the hardest thing to do is, is to go, you know what, um, maybe. <laughs> because our heart is like, man, I want to do it all, right? So hopefully you hear me on that. Like, be part of something that, that, is, that there's relationships and, and uh, that do things like this. Whether it's this or somewhere else, that's all I would really tell you. And you can all be a part of it. You don't have to, you don't have to ever again walk this walk of I'm not in a position to give. Amen? So enough said on that. I don't want to yell at you, but it's I, just because I, I hear, I get so many requests and that's, I just kind of want to do it publicly so I don't have to like, do it every time, like, hey, you know what? I'm sure wherever you actively go and attend and, and give, they have a part of it because I know they don't. And then, 
All right, get off that. <laughs> it's just, there's, uh, you'll be amazed if you start living like that, that seeing yourself that way, how, how life responds to you. So anyway, let's talk about some cool, some cool uh, testimonies. Ashley, you'll probably remember this one. Um, so this was um, from Mona Elisa, and she was asking us to pray for her friend that she was, she was very weak and um, like for a lot of years, and, uh, and then they found some fibroids on her uterus, and then they, they said, uh, hey, you know what, you're going to have to have hysterectomy and remove your uterus, et cetera, and so, you remember this one? Yeah, okay. And so, I, that's right, I love that name, Mona Elisa Van Damme, what a name, I love that name, I'm jealous of your name. So, that is a fantastic name. Anyway, so, uh, so please agree with us that she she doesn't want to lose her uterus and have a hysterectomy, et cetera, and that they, they'll only take the fibroids. So this is kind of cool. So we had said, we had prayed and just told her what we saw about, um, she's weak, she's losing hair. She, we can see her actually, like we can see her in the spirit, what's going on here. But then we told them, you know what, she's going to be able to keep her uterus and it's going to be okay. And so she just wrote this. She says, this email is long overdue. Thank you uh, for the prayer team. Thank you so, so, so much for praying for my friends. We cannot thank you enough. She did go through surgery, but we're marveling how good God is. Her surgeon was amazed. <clears throat> Instead of a three-hour surgery, it actually ended up being seven hours as the surgeon found many more extra fibroids that they, didn't, that they hadn't even found on the scan. Miraculously, all she had to have was a non-invasive surgery. Isn't that cool? Even though it was like twice as bad as what they thought. So grateful. She's recovering at home um, and sees progress every day. Thanks so, so much. Lots of love. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? I think that's so great. Um, now, this, this is kind of a long one, but this fits so well about what we're going to talk about again today. So, do you remember the, the teacher who was like, I hate my job, and, um, and so we just said, what do you want? What if it's as simple as choosing life? We get to choose what it looks like. Wouldn't that be fun? So, and I was kind of joking, because my Barbara and I, our parents were teachers, and uh, I almost want to sign up for this job. So, although I'd probably strangle the three kids after a week, so... Maybe I wouldn't. Um, but anyway, she goes, uh, women are very patient because <clears throat> I watch my wife teach my kids. So um, she goes, you know what I want? I want X amount of money. I want to work um, part-time. I want 16 weeks of paid vacation anywhere I want to go around the world, business class, and only work half days. Pretty good gig, isn't it? Oh, and I want a paid-for place on the ocean. It's a good teaching gig, isn't it? All that came to pass, literally, like shortly afterwards. So then here's her follow-up. So I'm not going to read it all, sorry, because uh, it's, it's huge and it's awesome, but I'll just, just to save you. Uh, trust me to say, like, there's, um, <clears throat> and her name's Alexandra, so there's miracle after miracle after miracle. So here's what she says. Since last December, when I accepted what seemed like a fake job offer, I left off to travel the world teaching three genius kids well-behaved students on a part-time basis while earning my largest salary ever. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, so she's talking about all these paid vacations, et cetera. They went to, uh, uh, they went to Abu Dhabi. And they met some other families. that. So they, there are two kids that they had joined her, and she's the teacher of these five kids at this point. They ran into a 55,000-square-foot palace. I had my own separate pool house residence to enjoy in my off time in this beautiful property where trees were filled with monkeys. I love animals, so this was such a huge highlight to me, and she shares a bunch of other stuff. So then here's what I think is cool. She's starting to teach others about how this works, right? So she says, uh, I started to see ladies in my life experiencing amazing things 
uh, just as we're praying together. My youngest daughter's roommate left and couldn't pay her share of the rent. At first, <clears throat> my daughter was in distress, and so we worked through her visualizing, praying, and believing that how your prayers are already answered. We hate, and we did pretend conversations about her getting the perfect roommate and her not having to pay a cent more than her share. Well, before her next rent was due, she got the perfect roommate whose father paid the remaining four months rent up front as the girl only needed the place for exactly as long as my daughter had the, left on the lease. Amazing. She shares some other, isn't that cool? Yeah. So that, that's kind of our adage. Like, there's no emergencies in the kingdom. There's no freaking out. Amen? So, uh, so <clears throat> yeah, she helped her mom sell her, sell her house. She, her, her house had been on the market for, for several years, and so she goes, Mom, I'll, I'll, I'll show you how to do it. And two months later, it was sold. And then she said, this is, this is one I really love. On a personal note, I've been believing for debt free, <clears throat> believing for debt freedom for some time. I had accrued $80,000 in student loans that with penalties and interest have gone up to 120,000. I decided that with my increased income, I was going to start paying off the loan. I had been postponing because I was paying for my, my daughter's college education. It's been so long since I looked into it, I decided to just run a credit re report on myself and see who had my loans now <clears throat> as a different management company took over some time ago. When I looked at my credit report, all of it was gone but one little bit, five exclamation points. My student let don't loan debt was gone. No sign of it, five exclamation points. Obviously overjoyed to the point of shock. Isn't that cool? That's cool, isn't it? That's called a good steward right there. Steward the, steward the desire you want. That's really what a good steward is, amen? So anyway, she shares all kinds of stuff in here about traveling, etc. cetera, where they were, they were going to the United Arab Emirates and there was literally only two days that they could book and enter and come out without having to go through all the quarantine, whatever. Guess what days they traveled and got their passports, those two days. So everybody else has to like hunker down for 60 days and reapply and all this, so she didn't have to deal with any of that. She's like, you know what? I just disagree. I don't want to do any of that, so this is how it's going to look. And literally those two days, the government's like, you know what? Well, since you applied, we'll let you in. You don't have to do any of that. Isn't that cool? That's cool. So it is incredible, yet not surprising, when you know who it is that lives in you and through us. He is love. I'm enjoying this journey daily. Thank you for the message and that question that triggered it all. What do you want? Isn't that good? There's tons of stuff in there. That's, so thank you for sending that. She's like going to give me a six-month update every now and then. What do you want? Isn't that good? So uh, this, this message, so my friend Benjamin Bedone, some of you guys know Benjamin, he was like, Mike, what are the keys to the kingdom? I said, oh, I'll incorporate that in tonight. Is that okay with you guys? So <clears throat> when we, like I was sharing earlier, when we sing How Great Is Our God, I think all of us grew up hearing that song, but it never recurred to us that that's who we are. Did it? At least it didn't, didn't to me. Like I, I just had this picture of how great is God. He's out there somewhere and, and somehow every now and then he like gives us a scrap and we like hit the right trigger and frequency and, and then I, was, I prayed exactly according to his will this time and it worked. How great. But then the other times I'm like, how great is our God? Yeah, it's really great, Lord. This is not working. <clears throat> but when you realize it's all about you, so God and Yahweh and the Lord and salvation, how great is our God, is trust in the Lord with all your heart. All of that is about a truth about you within here. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand um, your identity, and that's what I so appreciated. Did you guys enjoy John the other night? <clears throat> John Crowder was fun, huh? He has me like dying laughing. He's hilariously funny. He's talking about everybody's concept of God is like Ikea furniture, you know? 
And he's like, Bjork and Dork and Smorgas Bork. And so we're trying to figure out what the O's, the dots on the O's are. <laughs> he had me laughing. <clears throat> but what I loved about uh, his message is I believe he said a lot of things that I haven't heard a lot of people say that we actually believe in, in the sense of this is the miraculous life, guys, is how we're originally designed. It shouldn't be, I, I don't even like the word miracle. I don't like the word supernatural because really all it means is how we're designed. Supernatural in prayer means there's a situation going on in our life and we'd like it to change, right? That means above natural. That means the spirit part of us controls the physical part of us. And so that's how we're originally designed, but we haven't been taught this. We've been taught everything other than that, that somehow um, the kingdom of God is this place that if we did everything right and said the right words, we get to go versus being separated from God for the rest of our life. And Jesus is like, no, no, that's not true. The kingdom is right here. In fact, it's in you. Stop looking out here for it. God, the Yahweh, the kingdom, the trust in the Lord with all your heart, how great is our God is within you and one with you. So I love the fact that he's like, the miraculous should just be our life. It's our portion. It shouldn't be anything other than, in fact, if we're in ministry trying to teach you anything, it should be revealing your identity of who you already are, that you don't have to do anything for it, that you were birthed into this thing. It's your inheritance. So it should be the natural way we live. And that's why I love the, I appreciate you guys on the prayer team and, and all you guys, because that's really what we're doing is like, we're just teaching people how to live out of their miraculous design. And that's what I'm trying to do with you guys. It's just, there's no freaking out. There's nothing to worry about. And so when Benjamin was like, hey, what are the, can you teach me of the keys of the kingdom? I'm like, yes. So let's just, let's get into this a little bit. This, that first, uh, that first slide. <clears throat> so Jesus comes and he says, the kingdom of God is where? It's within you, right? So the keys to the kingdom have to be where? The keys have to be in there too, if the kingdom's in there, right? So if the keys to the kingdom, and so just a little review, so blessed, uh, it's eugolia, you, you know, how does it say in Greek, amen? It's, it's logos with the good word about you. Eugolia, I don't remember what it is. Just go look it up. But... <clears throat> Eulogia, that's what it is. I was getting the G and the L wrong. Eulogia, there's a good word about you. Now, a bad word about you is called what? A curse. So that's why Jesus is going, in all the scriptures, he's going, hey, uh, you're, you're blessing some things and t- blessing about God and talking about God, and in the same manner, you say something negative about another human being, and he says, blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same mouth, right? So... Anyway, so eulogia is say it a good word, but I love the Hebrew because we really get all these truths. So in Ephesians 1, <clears throat> Paul's really excited about this. Is blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So that blessing is barak, right? The Hebrew is barak. And just the, I think this is so great because Bet Resh is bar, bar is son. How many of you guys know you're all sons and daughters? You're sons and daughters. So what is barak? What's the kaf? What's that last part of that? So when he says we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, so every blessing the Father has and that Jesus Christ has, how many do you have? All. Where? In. Heavenly places. So think about even that word. In is a preposition that's inside something. And immediately most Christians would go in heavenly places. Where do they think the heavenly place is? Out there. <laughs> right? And he's trying to go, no, no, it's in you. It's in you. So the, if you've been blessed with everything, and that's nice, you know, it's like, oh, I've been blessed with everything. I see, I see Christians and their life's falling apart. How are you, brother? I'm blessed. 
No, you're not. Like, it, I, I, it would suck to be you right now. I'm looking at their life, you know, I'm like, no, you're not. Yes, you are. You have blessing, but you don't know what it means. Wouldn't you like to know what it means? I'd, I'd like to live in it, actually, wouldn't you? I, to me, that's where I'm like, well, you know, we should be content with everything. I'll take your blessing, too. No, I have no problem with that. I'm a greedy little guy that way. I'm like, I'll take every, if you've given me every blessing, I'll take all of it. And you guys want to live that way. I'll give the false humility guys. I'm like, I'll take yours. That'd be fine. No problem. We'll find something good to do with it. I'll give it to my wife. You don't want to give it to your wife, right? Isn't it goofy how people talk that false? I'm just blessed, brother. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, you are. I know what you're saying, but you don't understand what it means. So if you've been blessed, I don't think it's just so we can get to heaven. Does that make any sense? Why would we birth our own children and then go, life's just going to be this struggle and this horrid life, but praise God you get to get out of it someday. Like, why would we birth our kids? And unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Christians have an angry God theology going, I don't want to bring a kid into this world anymore because they have that idea. And so anyway, heavenly places. So the blessing is bet resh kof. And that kof literally, um, and I'll just read it again. So this is, this is so good. So the Hebrew letter kof. So a bar is son. So you've been blessed. Here's your blessing. It's in you. And here's what the blessing is. It's everything God has and everything Jesus Christ has. And here's what it is. Sons, you guys are all sons, have the cough. You have the hidden power or Latin power of the spiritual of any potential to be made actual in the physical. It's good. That's the Hebrew letter cough, isn't it? Barak. Sons have the ability to take any potential, the spirit within you, the blessing within you, and rearrange the physical so you can enjoy it. Isn't that good? That's the blessing. Now that changes some things versus I'm blessed, but my life's falling apart. To me, I don't want to, I don't want to be fake blessed. You? <laughs> I want to be blessed blessed. I want, I want. So we for, we're for the display of his splendor. So how great is our God? We should be walking around and showing people uh, literally like this is how God is and this is how much he loves you and this is how it works. So I'm not, I'm not a miracle chasing guy. I just think it should be this is how our life works, so it looks so good that people go, how does it work? Wouldn't that be a good thing that you come to you? Where I don't have to beat them over the head on the street corner trying to preach at them. They're just like, you know what? There's something about you. I want it. That's the, that's the Christ life in us. So anyway, does that make sense about Barak? Yes. All right, so if we go on, <clears throat> that's your blessing. That's what's in you. That's the, that's the internal blessing. So anyway, here's where the keys to the kingdom. It all has to fit, by the way. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll do a little prayer again at the end just to show you kind of what we do, if you guys want. If somebody wants to be prayed over, feel free. I'll, you can come up here and we'll do it for you. But, um, so here's Luke 12, 31. <clears throat> but seek his kingdom. Kingdom is basilia, right? And that literally means royal rule and reign. A kingdom's royal rule and reign. A king. King rules, he reigns. And so, but seek his kingdom, because they're talking about in this, some of you guys are familiar with this, he's talking about, hey, why are you worried about anything? Why are you anxious about anything going on in the world right now? And he talks about the, the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and everything else. And he goes, Doesn't, don't you think the Father made provision for you? If he took that much care to clothe that lily, don't, don't you think he took care and gave you something that you can have it as well? Is what he's trying to say there. So then he says, so don't worry about anything physical, but seek his kingdom, his royal rule and reign, and everything that, you, that you're stressed about are gonna be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, 
Don't worry about anything is what he's saying. For your father has chosen gladly, it's his great pleasure in different translations, to give you his royal rule and reign. He's given us his royal rule and reign. Isn't that amazing? So when we say, how great is our God, what should we be saying? How amazing that he's given us his royal rule and reign. Now that's so far from the Christianity I heard growing up. This would have actually excited me as a kid. You mean I can pray for my friend and his life's gonna change? That's awesome to me, isn't it? Anyway, so let me read it out of the, the, the mirror translation. I think this is really good because he says a couple things in here that if I can find it. Thank you, Jeff Forrest, for teaching me how to use the mirror app. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe your student will fail you. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, here I am. Thank you, Lord. I'm almost there. I'll read it out. I think this is so good. There's a couple of key parts when I was reading this today. Uh, okay, so I'll start maybe, he's talking about the lilies of the field, and, and then he's in Luke 12, 29, I'll start there. Your preoccupation with daily needs neutralizes you, meaning what are you worried about, right? <clears throat> it's like you're stuck in midair somewhere. These things are the typical anxiety of every nation on the planet. Your father is acquainted, and he knows all of this. Much rather pursue the extent of his reign, and witness how all these things are already provided by your father. You might sometimes feel so vulnerable and overwhelmed by the odds against you when it seems impossible, right? And you could pick anything. You could get the economy, you could pick COVID, you could pick the race situations going on, you could pick anything right now. I don't have a job. What does he tell us? Relax, little flock. It's my father's good pleasure to give you his royal rule and reign. So we're, we, most of the time I see guys begging God to intervene and he's going, no, I've given it to you. You don't need, you can, you can do this. I've given you this ability. So <clears throat> it seems the odds against you like a fragile little flock of lambs amidst wolves. You have nothing to fear. It's your father's delight to give you the kingdom. Do not let, and he's giving you his words here. Do not let tough, do not let tough times make me seem distant from you. I'm at hand. See my nearness, not my absence. Don't let temporal setbacks diminish your own authority. <clears throat> Remember, you call the shots. You wear the crown. Who's in charge of this deal is what he's saying here. You are. You, he's been giving you his royal reign. My crown endorses your crown. <clears throat> Literally, let nothing take your crown. Remember who you are. Do you not know Christ is in you? The anointed one's in you? From now on, do life from a different perspective. Stuff does not define you. Trade whatever it was you've been doing all along under the old system of performance for this new life of adventure. Get it over and done with. Be compassion-driven in your sharing and giving. This takes hoarding out of the equation. Get rid of your antique purses, your old purses, which are typically your old, worn-out, performance-based ideas. Instead, become creative in the adventure of trading with a new kind of purse, one that is loaded with heaven's currency. Amen? That's why scripture says this. It says, you who are thirsty, you who are hungry, you have, you, if you need anything, come eat, drink at no cost. Share all my goodness and you don't need anything physical to partake in it. You have the Christ anointing within you. My purse that you can receive anything. Isn't that cool? So he says, uh, become creative with a new kind of purse, one that is loaded with heaven's currency, a treasure which cannot be exhausted since it cannot be broken into, stolen, neither can be ruined by moths. The stuff you've been hoarding are clearly targets for thieves and they get moth-eaten anyway. Inflation, government, this, China, everything I hear. 
But praise God for Bitcoin, no. <laughs> no, that's still the old coin, right? It's still, an all, it's still the wrong reference point. Lord, what are we going to do? You have a treasure that does not run out, and it's within you, and he's freely given it to you. Does that make sense to you guys? All right, so he's given us his royal rule and reign. That's the kingdom. And then, so the keys to the kingdom have to be this as well. They have to be inside, right? Now, a key, a key is, uh, like in, if you go look at it, a key is a key. He's talking about things that we would understand. So if we're trying to get into some place, he's giving you the key, is what he says, right? So you, you have the ability to get into something or lock it off, if you really want to make it simple, okay? So here's Matthew 16, 13, where he's talking about this. And Jesus, having come to the parts of Caesarea Philippi, was asking his disciples, who do men say me to be? The son of Anthropos. If you look at it in Greek, it says, who do men say that the son of all mankind is? Are you, are you a son of mankind? Yes, you've been born, birthed of a woman, a man, right? And he goes, here's the, here's the question. Who is the son? Anybody who's birthed from humankind, if you go look at it, it's anthropos, it's any human being. Any son, daughter, it's not gender specific. Anybody who's birthed from humankind, who do people say that is? And he talks about, they're thinking he's talking about him. And, and so Peter actually gets it. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, yeah, okay. Who do you say I am? Who do you say me to be? Simon Peter <clears throat> answered saying, thou art the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered, said to him, happy thou art, Simon Bar-Jonah. So he goes, hey, your dad, you're the son of Jonah, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, Right? Jesus said to them, happy hour, Simon Bar and Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to thee, but my Father who is in the heavens. So where's the heavens? So where was he revealed to? Something jumped within him, a revelation, a light, right? And he says, my Father in heaven who is in the heavens. And I also say to thee, thou art Petros. It's, it's kind of a play on words here. He says, thou art a rock. <clears throat> um, and upon this rock, so he says, thou art Petros, and, you, and upon this Petra. So what, what he's really saying here is he's like, Peter, I know your, your, your earthly dad, your anthropos dad is Jonah. His dad's name was Jonah. And so he said, but your real Genesis, you're part of the rock, which is me, and you're a piece of it. You're a small part of the big rock is what he's trying to say here. Okay? So he says to thee, thou art Petros, and upon this Petra, I'll build my assembly. Ecclesia is what it says, the church in King James. So Ecclesia... Um, so here's what he's saying. So the question was, who are we? We're born of anthropos. We're born of men and women. Who are we? And Peter says, we are the anointed son of God. Isn't that interesting? And then here's what's really cool. And he says, Upon this revelation, I will build my assembly. And that's the word ecclesia, or church. Now, ecclesia is ek is out of, and kaleo, anybody know what kaleo is in Greek? Surname. He goes, Peter, you get it. Because your earthly dad, your anthropos dad is Jonah. But your real surname, the name above all names, the real person who birthed you, where your real inheritance is, is who? God. God Almighty is your real surname. Isn't that amazing? So he says, upon that revelation, I'm going to build my ecclesia, my body, 
Lily is out, the, the ones who know we're surnamed. Amen? Now, how much of humanity is surnamed? All. It's, it's amazing. And he says, upon this rock, upon this foundation, I will build my ecclesia. What foundation? You're a son. You're a son of God. So that you're the inheritance of God, you, God's give birth to God's Elo, little Elohim's. And so and he says, and the gates of Hades. King James says hell, but what is Hades? Hades, I can't see who I am. I have a distorted image of who I am. The gate, so it's not some place where you're gonna end up, guys, in eternal torture forever. He goes, it's a place where you can't see, right? Peter could see here all of a sudden, right? I see my real genesis is not Jonah, my, my earthly dad, my anthropos dad. My real dad is God. Holy smokes, that changes my inheritance, doesn't it? My, well, mine changed a lot because my family didn't have a lot like earthly things. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like God's my inheritance? Oh, good Lord, this should be fun, right? I'm gonna enjoy my inheritance. I'll let all you guys that wanna grumble, you should be content. Be content. We're gonna go live, right? Don't you wanna live? Yeah. I wanna live. I wanna do things for my family and you and do live. Like, yes, I wanna live. So I want life and life more abundantly and not one little bit less. So, so once I know the gates of Hades that I cannot see will not prevail against this revelation. This revelation is going to overcome everything, is what he says. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom, says reign here in this translation. <clears throat> um, I, think, I think this is the, I don't remember which translation this is. I think it's Young's little translation, actually. And so he says, I will give you the keys of my royal reign and rule of the, we saw that word before, right? You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing where? In the heavenlies, in the Uranus, right? <clears throat> he goes, the, I've given you the keys of the reign, the royal rule and reign of the heavens, in the heavens, that thou mayest bind upon earth. So this is where it gets interesting, because we see in English, it says, what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It doesn't give us the correct tenses. That's, yeah, this is Young's little, trans, little translation. That, now I remember why I did this today. So... <clears throat> Most of us read that, so that most of us heard it that way out of King James. It says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Where, you see people binding all kinds of stuff? I bind you. <laughs> bind. Yeah, bind and rebuke you. If you, <laughs> oh gosh, we should almost do a, mm. um, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount says, do what to evil? Resist not evil. What does resist not evil mean? Don't come against it. Well, if we don't want to come against it, there must be a better option then. What do we do? The, the, the translation, the tenses will tell you here now. So we're not running around binding. Uh, I know a lot of you guys just watch the convention. We're not binding them and um, you want a really heavy one? We were talking about this with a, a group we were talking about in uh, Terry and Carol Heiss in Grand Rapids. We did a church group thing with them Thursday. Oh, man. Um, oh, gosh, if we can get this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let them hear this in the right way. Um, We see a lot in these platforms. When he says resist not evil, there's got to be a better way. Because he says don't, don't oppose it. There's a better way is what he's trying to say. Because if you come against something, if you're binding and rebuking something out here, 
it typically just stirs you up with anger even more. And it usually intensifies exactly what you don't want, supposedly. Because, uh, so here's what I really want you to understand, is, is I have clear preferences. Um, anybody that knows me, I just go about it very differently as far as politics and everything else. I've learned to do it because I've learned that everything else just stirs up anger and everything else. So here's a really tough one. Um, and I was trying to, the first time I ever heard grace was this. And so what is God's reaction when there's an abortion? What does he think about that mom? That's not what the people at protesting do with this placard, is it? They tell them they're going to hell. They're, we need to get this party in because we need to stop this. Uh, we killed God himself, much less the, the unborn in a mother's womb. What was God's reaction when we killed him? Complete love and forgiveness. Isn't that a different deal? That's what I was trying to tell him. Is like, we cannot legislate morality, guys. The law was given to do what? To stir it up. None of us want more abortions, do we? Then let's not pass more laws. It'll stir it up. It'll actually increase the very thing you supposedly are against because you're not understanding the Father's heart. Does that help you guys? Does this make sense to you? Do I fail? Daily. I want to give my finger to the TV and stuff all the time when I, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is silly. This is silly because it's not gonna do anything by opposing this or opposing that. Does that make sense? What we should be doing, in my opinion, is going to that mom and going, I'm so sorry. But guess what? God's not mad at you. He'll never judge you. In fact, he's got your baby waiting for you in heaven. He's gonna have this glorious homecoming and you watch, and then we, what we should do is go, can we pay for your rent for a couple months out of Inspire 100? That's what we should do, in my opinion, versus a placard and getting angry and cursing her and, and trying to go, this party's gonna fix that. No, it's not, it's gonna stir it up more. Does that help you guys? I'm, same thing, same thing. The only, person that, the only person that's, why is he rioting? There's only one reason to riot. I don't know I'm loved, and so I have to, I have to do it from somebody else. I have to get there from somebody else, whatever. So instead of coming against all of that, signing petitions, everything, live above it. That's what I'm trying to get people to understand is live above it. See that when you know who you are, when you have the creative ability within you, I was sharing with the other group, it doesn't take many of us to think like this to change the whole situation. Amen? I probably just irritated half of you guys. Because I want what you want. Trust me, I want what you want. But is it getting better or worse by what we're doing? It's getting worse as far as I'm looking at it, but I'm, I'm really pleased because where sin abounds, what happens? Grace hyperbounds. It has to. It has to. Amen? Because anyway, we're missing it so much. So we have the royal rule and reign and it's within us. It's not out here. I don't think a placard, you coming against something, passing another law does one thing because you, I don't believe you can legislate it. Unless we change their heart, we just got more of the same. So you don't have to agree with me. It just, I just learned from experience that that tends to work better. And I remember, the, I've told you that, the first time I heard that, I just, I just wept. So like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard, that this guy, who was actually quite religious, so it was amazing coming from him, going, God's not upset with you. He's not angered by this. He doesn't keep any record of wrong. Now, who gets angry about it? 
We do. We're, we're like expressing our own anger, not understanding that, hey, we're just, we're acting like them now. They're just, we're reflecting them. So anyway, wouldn't it be better to have the keys to the kingdom? <laughs> the royal rule and reign. I think that would be better. So I will give to you the keys of the reign, his royal rule and reign. Think about, does God reign? We sing songs that he does. So does that, if he's one with me and I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ, then who reigns? We should be, is what he's saying. And it's in the heavens. It's in the spiritual part of you. That you may bind on earth shall be having been bound in the heavens. So here's what he's saying. So heaven and earth, we see the, the physical heavens and earth is really, we're, everything we see physically is a picture of you and I. All the stories, all the Bible stories, all the allegories, really is in everything, just one of God's multifaceted things to show you how magnificent you are, his most prized creation. You are the glory of the Lord. You're his splendor. You're, you're everything to him. So what he's trying to show, if you see things in the spiritual or in the physical, you're gonna understand something about you. So if there's something going on around us in the natural, what's its true source? Something in here. That's what he's saying. So he's saying, <clears throat> now he tells us the secret of the kingdom of God. What shall we liken the kingdom of God to? And he says, the earth is what? Come on. The earth's what? Your heart, the inner part of you. There's a physical part of you. Uh, there's, a, there's a male part of you, I mean. We get to choose what, what we plant as the seed, right? And the feminine part, the, the submissive part, the earth, the earth doesn't care what you plant. This is what we're trying to tell you. Like if you want carrots, plant carrots, okay? Does that make sense? So what he's saying is resist not evil. So if we don't want the unborn killed, we don't come against killing the unborn, what do we do? We see the mom loved, amen? Because once, we cannot love unless we know the source of love. We, that's really a lot of our marriage talk is we're trying, to, we're trying to legislate marriage and we're trying to legislate people's morality and it's failing miserably. And I blame that on us, the church. I blame that on the angry God religion we grew up in. I blame that on parenting, like really bad parenting. Like teach your kids that they can receive anything, that they have a father that loves them, amen? They don't need to go steal it. So once you know you're perfectly loved, you naturally fulfill the law, Jesus said. You don't have to have an external rule to teach you. You'll know it. You'll just, you won't do it, right? So what he's saying is, is this. So if there's something physical that you're, that you're not enjoying, here's what happened. You let that seed get into your earth. You started worrying about it. And you took it on as real with emotion, and guess what? Now you see it physically because you didn't guard that earth with all your heart. Does that make sense? So that's what he's trying to say here. Is I've given you the keys to his royal rule and reign. Whatever you won't allow, bind is just won't allow. So if you won't allow that seed to take root in your heart, is what he's trying to say, then you'll be bound in the spiritual. It's what you're doing in the spiritual, I'm not allowing any of those thoughts to go in here and worry about it, amen? Then it's gonna be bound on earth. You're not gonna see it. Does that make sense to you? So that's what he's saying. Whatever you mayest bound upon the earth shall be having been bound in the heavens. So he's like, if you're seeing something physical, it's because you've worried about it and it's become real to you. Uh-oh, <laughs> right? So what's the best idea to that? Meditate on these things, things that are lovely, things that are, that's exactly what he's saying here. So if something's not happening in your physical world, it's because you're not allowing it to happen in your, in your heart, in the spiritual. You're not planting those spiritual seeds. And whatever you allow, whatever you allow to be planted there is what you're allowing, you're, you're planting those seeds there. Does that make sense to you guys? That's what he's saying. That's all he says. 
thou mayest bound on earth shall be having been bound in the heavens. Whatever you're allowing on earth, physical, shall be what you're allowing in the spiritual. So if you're not gonna allow it in the spiritual, then the earth isn't gonna receive that seed and you're not gonna experience it. Get it? That's not hard, is it? The keys to the kingdom? And it cannot be hard. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So all the stories have to be the same. Fair enough? All right, let's finish this thing up. So let's go to that last slide. That's probably a review to somebody, but he was just asking today. I go, oh, I'll, I'll talk about it tonight then because this will be, I think, good for you. Because I see all kinds of crazy stuff from religion. There's like, it's, it's the church's authority, like the, the elected officials of the church. I'm like, good Lord, I don't want them to rule over me. So that doesn't sound good, does it? All these crazy things. And he's like, I've given it to you. I've given you the royal reign. I've given you the keys. I'll teach you how the, all this works. All right, so you've been designed to live from all of these messages or teaching you how to live out of your spirit. Every blessing you could ever, ever want has already been given to you in the heavenlies. You are, how great is our God should be, how awesome that you've made us, Lord. That's King David's cry, right? And so you've been barocked, and here's what he says. As a son, <clears throat> Jesus is telling Peter, once you, the gates of Hades, you're not gonna, once you get revelation that you're a son, the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. You're gonna know who you are. So, <clears throat> a son, Barak, Bar, literally you have the capability to take any situation that you don't want in the physical. These are the keys. And just choose to pray and see a different result. You can take an unlimited possibility in the spiritual and shape it into the physical. That's a son. Is that cool or is that cool? I think that's awesome to me. So, what, what Francois, in the mere translation, he says, remember, if there's something you don't like out here, something part of your life, it doesn't matter what it is, emotionally, physically, financially, the country is a big one, um, man, let's just start seeing it unified and let's start seeing people loved and start seeing politicians know that they're loved. Amen? Because if the politicians know that they're loved, they're not gonna be a turd to us. <laughs> Follow me? But you coming against the turd just makes it more, more. Yeah. Don't, don't plant those seeds. Don't, yeah. It's, and I, I get it, guys. I get it. But you know what? If we spend all of our time coming against something, we're resisting evil. Choose a different result. Right? That's why I love the, the medicine this hospital, Greg Braden. They don't, what he says specifically, we don't come against the cancer. We don't rebuke the cancer. We don't do any of that. We just realize it's a one possibility of unlimited amount of possibilities. So we choose a different possibility. What's the possibility they choose with that woman with cancer? They see her whole. They see her whole. Amen? They don't see her trying to get healed. They're not praying for healing. What are they praying for? Thank you, Father. She's already whole. And they feel the emotion as if she's already whole. The joy they would feel when we get those emails, right, Ashley? Because they go, I can't believe you guys saw this. Holy smokes. It's just fun to operate in the kingdom. It's a blast, actually. So... Remember, you have the royal rule and reign. You have, and I, I'm, I'm teaching myself all this all the time too. How many things are impossible to God? None. And if we're one with him, then how many things are impossible to us in the physical? None. None. Nothing's impossible, amen? Nothing. Once you know who you are, you're like, ah, oh, thank you, Father, because you've given us your royal rule and reign. And this is what I was sharing with people. I go, if Jesus himself came in right now and prayed for your situation, how would you feel? <sighs> God, 
God, it'd feel amazing. You and he are one. When you pray for your situation, you should have that excitement about what you just did. Gets me excited, doesn't it? It does. Now, do I fail daily? So I, rem- I remind myself every day. If I start feeling a little tense, I'm like, you know what? No way. No way. T- time out. He's given me the royal rule and reign. If I'm seeing something in the physical I don't like, it's because I'm planting that seed somewhere and I'm allowing it. He's given me the keys. So if I don't want that, I, should, I, don't, I don't let that get into my heart again and I see the exact opposite of what I want, ignoring everything else. Then it'll be bound on earth. Amen? Does that help you? Can you all do that? Of course you can. It's really not very hard, actually. So, as a, concealed, as, as a son, you have the concealed power of the spiritual. Any potential will be made into the actual and the physical. Therefore, you know, what, you know in, the, in, the, in the garden narrative where Adam and Eve eat from the I am not tree, were they complete in Christ, nothing lacking? Yes. Was God upset when he saw them? No, here's, what was the question he asked Adam? Where are you? Did God know where he was? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's like there's nothing outside of him. It's not like he couldn't find him, right? Where are you? I've heard so many goofy sermons on that. God likes to play hide and sleep. Like, no. <laughs> Which planet are we on? So no wonder, <laughs> no wonder I didn't fit very well in typical Christianity. I'm like, what? Like, no, that's stupid. Like, what? He's God. How can God not know where I am? What was the real question he's asking there? Where's your heart? Yeah, where are you seeing yourself right now? Where, where are you, Adam? Man, where are you, blood man? Where's your attention going right now? What are you worried about? Or what are you seeing that you want your life to look like? That's his real question, isn't it? Isn't that cool? So he says, I've set before you life and death, therefore choose life. So it, it really is this simple. If you don't like the current situation, don't spend another minute focused on it. That's why I did love about John Crowder too, is he says, you don't need years of inner healing. You can do this today, amen? And I love that because, man, people go through therapy and session after session, and, and I hear even most of the grace guys going, man, you know, life is just this, and it's gonna take you 13 years. It took me 13 years, I'm like, God, slip my wrists. <laughs> if it feels like hell right now, I don't wanna go through it for another 13 years. Anybody relate to that? I'm like, I'm coming to you for help. You're supposed to be this spiritual guy. Help me, right? Oh, it's going to take you 13 years. Oh, no wonder people give up. No wonder they give up because they don't know Christ in them. They don't know they've been given the royal rule and reign. I promise you they're still begging a distant God and they're still not realizing that if they simply picture it as in their mind, the minute they picture it as done, it's already in the works coming to you. It is already coming. That's exciting to me. So, don't spend another minute focused on what you don't want, coming against something, resisting evil, etc. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, a lot of my emails I get, I go, I'm not in a position to do X. Adam, where are you? If you want to change that position? Then don't put yourself in that position again. Go, I'm so grateful that I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. And before I've even asked, he's given me the answer. That's the position I'm in. Does that help you? Yes. That's... That's where are you, Adam? Where are you placing your energy? So you wear the crown of the kingdom. You wear the crown of God himself. So you can choose to see a different possibility. There's only, if you, if you look at everything, whether you look at Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza says this, you want to, because you could, if you, had, if you had stage four cancer, you could choose to see yourself healthy and you could choose to feel the feeling, that he calls it a clear intention. What do you want? Jesus' question all the time was, what do you want? 
What do you want? That's why I love that. What do you want? I want this, I want this. Man, that's a lady taking advantage of the kingdom, isn't it? You mean you can give me all that, God? Yeah, I'm just getting started. What more do you want, right? Then life becomes fun. So anyway, you can choose a different possibility. So he goes, you know what? What do you want? And now feel the emotions if it's done. The clear, the clear intention, the goal, desire, whatever. And how are you gonna feel if Jesus himself came to you and said, it's been granted, you have it. It's a good way to think of it. You're gonna feel ecstatic, you're gonna feel joy, you're gonna feel gratitude, all these different things. Um, if you look at uh, um, the love code, the genie exercises, some of you guys look at that. What does he do? He goes, if, if God was a genie, and you could ask for anything in your life right now, what would it be? He goes, don't think about it a lot. Just, you guys can do it in your heart. Like, what would, what would you ask for right now? He goes, it's never the right prayer exactly. There's another piece to this. He goes, the true answer is always the emotion that you'd feel as if you had it. Because what's keeping you from it is not believing you already have it. So you're, you're still living in that past emotion. Does that make sense? I'm trying to get healed, Lord. What am I trying to do? You're not, you didn't realize that when you prayed, Jesus said, yeah, you're already whole. Well, if I'm already whole, then I should feel good about this thing. I'd feel ecstatic. That's exactly what you said, right, bud? Like, I always ask him that. Well, how would you feel if Jesus right now answered your prayer? The exhale comes out, which is really good, because like, oh, thank you. Now you're resting a little bit. I'd feel so amazing. That's the feeling you're after. So you see it until it's done, amen? So you can choose a different possibility. You feel the joy, because that's what he says. Even in the love code, he goes, what, what you just answered me is an external thing, the source of it is joy, gratitude, love, fullness, abundance, all these things that you feel, and now you got it. It's always that combination of two things. Philippians 4 is the same way. Don't be anxious. Get your heart calmed down about this deal. Think on these things, what you do want, and the, the peace of God, the shalom, your unity with God, will guard your hearts and minds, and be thankful about it. That's what he says, with thanksgiving. Know that what you've asked for, you got. Doesn't that calm you down a little bit? So does this help? He's given us his role, rule, and reign to bring in anything to the physical. All right, I went a little longer. So I'll take like two minutes. Anybody want prayer? I've done this before, but anybody want prayer or no? At least you do? All right, come on up. Don't screw up, Elise. It's all riding on you. <laughs> I'll come down there. You want me to come down there? Sure. Or oh, it's easier for the camera to stay up here, isn't it? Yeah, all right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'll show you, and I'll kind of explain why I do what I do. If you could ask for anything right now, what would you ask for? You can whisper it to me if you don't want them to hear. Well, you want a husband as amazing as me? Yes. No. <laughs> I do, in abundance. I'm messing with you. Love so, and abundance. You want love and abundance, right? You want a husband? Is that it? Mm -hmm. well, I was just joking with you. I, no, I would like a husband. That's what, that's what you want more than anything? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I was just messing around. Thank you, Father. He even throws me a bone when I'm messing around. And you already told me you would feel love, you'd feel abundant, etc. right? All right, so she's got what? She, got, she knows what she wants, and she knows the emotion's going to be like as if it's there. So I'll tell you what I do, why I do what I do. Now, you, there's a zillion different ways. There's no right way or wrong way. So if you look at any of the prayers, whatever, it's really calming this down and getting it in line with this, right? Our head and our hearts together. So go through something. Like what I like to do is like I like to picture God as this, this love, his joy. I like to kind of picture it as a flow and I try to feel it on all my body and I just go down my, my whole body 
What's it doing? Why am I doing that? I'm getting my focus off the problem for a second, right? And it's calming my heart down a little bit. Because a lot of people are like, oh God, oh God, pray hard. <laughs> and there's no, there's no emotion as if it's real yet. It's far from them. Does that make sense? So, and this is why I love the, the quantum physics of this because it's so fascinating to me. They can cook up all the stuff and they go, there's an electrical current exhibited by here. There's a magnetic field generated by your heart. And this thing is magnitudes more than this. And so we see that electromagnetic field. It's, there's, there's, there's a frequency to it. There's energy to it. There's much more energy in gratitude and love than there is in depression, fear, worry. It's, just, it's, it's like, um, some of you guys know all this, is if you change the frequency on your radio, you get a different what? It tunes into something different, right? And that's really how our, our body, it's a fascinating thing, how faith works, how how prayer actually works. Because we, we can take it by faith, which is all this we're taught. I love the science because it actually gives me more faith in how I'm designed. Where it's going, you know what? When you change the frequency to gratitude and love, everything, that's why I love the Hebrew word, the, that, that letter Zod. Because we see all these, this uh, law of attraction and, all, and people think it's new age and all this stuff. It works, guys. It works. When people are focused on what they want, they tend to get it. It's really a fascinating thing. So that letter Zod in Hebrew literally means it draws to you anything it needs what your head does. Imagination, that Zod. So anyway, so when we do that, it, picks, it goes, you know what? It literally, in the Hebrew, it literally draws everything required like a seed to give us that life that we desire. Now that's cool, isn't it? Now you could just go, oh, just pray and believe. I actually get a lot more belief and faith knowing like, are you kidding me? The science verifies scripture like this? That's really cool to me. Amen? So, so you're going to feel love. You're going to feel abundance. I'll just walk you through it, okay? Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, just for your love, your flow, your divinity, your joy, everything you are. And then I'm just going to kind of walk you through this, Elise, and just really just kind of feel his love in, in the, the part of your body that I'm sharing with, right? So Father, we just thank you for this beautiful flow just on the top of her head. It just goes down the back of her head in the front of her face. and just feels good. Just your love, your warmth, your, your light, everything you are. Just perfect love just flowing down the back of my head, my eyelids, your nose, your mouth. And just feel it there. Thank you, Father. And it goes down her neck in her arms, and right out her fingers. It just flows down the back, her front. It's this beautiful flow, this warm, slow flow of your love, your warmth, your light, just every part of her, just through her belly, through her groin area. Father, just your, your, your love, your warmth, your light flowing down her legs, her knees, her calves, right out through her feet. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I can feel it like you just inhale, like you slow down a little bit, amen? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just your beautiful warmth, your love. Every part of her is just in perfect love, in perfect shalom, in perfect peace right now. And it just flows right out of her, right out of her heart area. Just as far as she can picture it. This is your beautiful presence. It's warm here, it's safe here, it's perfect love. Every part of her body is in perfect love. Every part of her body is peace. Now, you want a husband, right? 
So just do this for me. It's like if you can kind of just imagine, like I like to kind of put a, a picture frame or a screen or whatever. Can you see yourself? Like what would you be doing with the husband? Would you be holding his hands? Would you be sitting doing something? What, what would you be doing? Oh, holding hands. Can you, okay. So if you can just kind of, this is how I like to do it. So just kind of a picture screen. Can you kind of just visualize a picture, like a big flat screen TV or something like that? Can you see you and your husband walking there, holding hands? And that's when I just enter into gratitude. I'm like, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It feels so good to be married. It feels so, I'm so grateful that you answered my prayer. And if you can just kind of see it like closer and closer to you where it's no longer on a flat screen, and I like to kind of just step like this imaginary thing, like step right into that flat screen. Can you see yourself doing that? Like you go through this invisible barrier. Can you see yourself walking with him and holding his hands now? Does it feel real? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It feels so good. It feels so awesome. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. It feels so good to be married. It feels this abundance, this love, this joy. I'm so thankful for it, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. Now you've done it here and you've done it here. I promise you there's not a power on earth that can keep it from coming to pass. Amen. Thank you. You don't know how, what I, that this is exactly what I needed tonight. Amen. Yeah, that good? Can you make it down the steps okay? Yeah. Are you going to invite us to the wedding? Okay. We won't eat too much of the wedding food. Does that help? Thank you, Father. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. That's prayer. Oh, offerings. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for all you guys that give. You can give online or give here. It's much appreciated. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen.